0: Welcome to The Current SML Podcast, the audio version of the e-zine that helps you discover the pulse of Smith Mountain Lake. Here you'll find stories, business and organization highlights, creative works, and more, all packaged up in a gentle listen designed to make you smile. This episode is coming to you live from my camper at Smith Mountain Lake State Park, where I'm enjoying a beautiful fall getaway with my husband, two dogs, and some friends. Though the audio quality might not be the same, I've got some great stories to share, including Bottled in Bedford, the Smith Mountain Arts Council, and two sister businesses in nearby Hurt, Virginia, Virginia Found Goods and White Barn Vintage. Remember to like, subscribe, rate, review, and share this podcast to help your fellow lake lovers find us online. Thanks in advance, and let's dive in. From the editor, Happy October. This happens to be my favorite month of the year. The air turns crisp, and we turn to all things apple and pumpkin and plaid and cozy. In my book, you cannot beat the sights, smells, and tastes of autumn. Now, just because the summer season has come to an end doesn't mean that lake life is over for the winter. Stay tuned to The Current for a plethora of opportunities to remain connected and active in the community throughout the cooler months. treasures from the past. Mark and Debbie Sorokman were high school sweethearts. They eloped in college and always dreamed of owning a house one day on Lake Copticong in their native state of New Jersey. Life went on and Mark pursued a career in the pharmaceutical industry while Debbie built up a massive network of connections following her dream into the world of vintage and antiques. It started out purely as a hobby, but eventually Mark convinced her to open up her own retail booth to have an outlet for all of the treasures she collected throughout New England, the greater United States, and Europe. Debbie laughs as she says there are simply no bounds for how far she will go to find a good market. But back to their dream... One day, 11 years ago, they realized that property on Hoptikong was probably not going to be in the cards. And as serendipity would have it, a friend's sister had recently bought a house on a beautiful body of water in Virginia, one that they'd never heard of before called Leesville Lake. The Sorokmans were intrigued. They headed south to visit the area and bought a home that very weekend. The rest, as they say, is history. Note, Leesville Lake is the sister lake to SML. The dam divides the two. Around the time they made the jump to being full-time residents in 2017, Mark discovered an old factory for sale in nearby Hurt, Virginia. It took a little cajoling to get Debbie on board, but she eventually saw the potential that existed in the abandoned 30,000-square-foot building. Her beloved vintage collection would have a home here in the South. Together, they bought the factory and opened Virginia Found Goods. Debbie says that it was never really her dream to have a shop, it was her dream to shop. <laughs> but as one thing leads to another, her innate ability to sniff out rare finds from around the world just couldn't be kept to herself. Besides the unique and aesthetic appeal of collecting vintage, Debbie's really passionate about giving things that already exist a new lease on life. Call it repurposing, recycling, upcycling, or rescuing, the goal is the same. Finding something new to you to love, as many have done before you, is what keeps her energized and constantly hunting for the next treasure. Virginia Found Goods is open every Thursday and Friday from 11 to 5 and Saturday from 10 to 5. It plays host to two large annual community events, spring and fall, called the Sweet Violet Markets. After several years of fun and success, it felt like it was time to expand. The Sorokman second property was christened last year, and it's located right across the street. Vintage is still the name of the game, but this venture, White Barn Vintage, is a concept that allows a collection of carefully curated vendors to share space under one roof one weekend a month. These markets are always held on the third Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, with the exception of December, and feature a wide variety of vintage, antique, and artisan goods, along with food by the Sorokman's daughter-in-law, Kristen, of Sorokman Farms. Speaking of that second generation, this has truly become a family affair, as their son now runs the VFG side of the business, freeing up mom to do what she does best, shop, White Barn Vintage keeps a full roster of active, regular vendors, but does have room for a few rotating guest artisans each month. That, along with their fun seasonal themes, keeps every market fresh and exciting. You just never know what you might find. If you decide to jaunt down to Hurt for the day, Debbie recommends checking out some of the other area thrift and antique stores while you're in town, including the Vintage Rose, Bittersweet Antiques, and Circle A. Do you need a place to rest and refuel during your afternoon of treasure hunting? Chef's Drive-In is a nostalgic local diner and Main Street Cafe makes a great stop for those looking for slightly lighter fare. Be sure and follow Virginia Found Goods and White Barn Vintage on Facebook to stay informed of all of their latest updates and events. And now for our quote by Nicholas Sparks. It is life, I think, to watch the water. A man can learn so many things. Bottled in Bedford Destination Bedford has recently released a new initiative encompassing our local Bedford wine trail. I'll leave a link in the show notes to the beautiful cinematic trailer. Bottled in Bedford connects all of the area's wineries, breweries, cideries, and meadery into one fabulous collective craft beverage experience. The owners are passionate about their work and excel at providing welcoming spaces in which they share their goods with the community. As any good journalist would, I took it upon myself to complete the trail before this story ran and thought I'd share some of my personal notes on each destination. I know what you're thinking. It's a tough job, but somebody's got to do it. Most are dog-friendly, so more often than not, our pups tagged along with us for the experience. Apocalypse Aleworks. This venue has such a young, fun vibe. Lots of live music, trivia night, and bingo are on offer throughout the week. They stay open late until 10 or 11 p.m., which can be hard to find, so tuck that away for future reference. Award-winning beer. My favorite was the Rapture X or Rapture 10 celebrating their 10th anniversary. Apocalypse Cidery and Winery. This building is right next door to the aleworks and opened in 2022. They have an innovative bottling method and a selection that should tempt a variety of interests. Grapes are sourced elsewhere, but their apples are local. My favorite pour was the dessert port. I'm a big age tawny port lover, and while this is not that, it has a light, easy drinkability and a finish that is smooth as vanilla ice cream and pipe tobacco. Beals. This is as much a music and food destination as it is a brewery. You'll find a large industrial-style dining area that can easily seat large groups. I really enjoy their barbecue. And pro tip: they have happy hour Wednesday through Friday from 4 to 7 p.m. where you'll get two dollars off all draft beer. Burnbrae Vineyards. This was a recent discovery for us, and we were so pleasantly surprised with the quality of their wines. We left with bottles of the Oaked Chardonnay, Classic Rosé, and Syrah. It is very rare for us to agree on three favorites at one winery. They have a sweet, intimate log cabin sitting room for rainy days, but their main sitting area, and where events take place, is out on the fenced lawn behind the cabins, underneath a canopy of century-old trees. It's truly a magical place. Fables and Feathers this is a regular stop for us. We love the Ludke family and the vision they have for this winery. They serve beer, wine, and cider, so everyone in your party should be able to find something they enjoy. A unique offering they have is a flight of their wines paired with local chocolate truffles. Always a decadent treat. Our favorite is their Traminette, served icy cold on a warm afternoon. You'll find live music and food trucks are weekend staples here. Graham Ordinary Meatery. We visited the Graham Ordinary just as they were testing their wings last year. I love the cozy feel of the rustic tasting room that's perched on the side of a mountain with a stunning prospect from the deck. We enjoyed a wonderful education on mead by the owner slash mead maker and tasted the day's selections. This ancient beverage is definitely one to try just to say you've experienced it. Pro tip, this is the perfect stop along the way when you're visiting the Peaks of Otter. Hickory Hill Vineyards. This winery is a longtime lake staple, and through the warmer months, they hold a wonderful Sunset Saturday concert series. I remember years ago, their Cab Franc being a memorable standout, even before Virginia wines started growing in overall refinement and recognition. Leo Grand Vineyards and Winery. Pro tip, take a picnic with you to be able to enjoy the peaceful setting of Leo Grand's grounds. I don't hear many people talk about this winery, but the first time we visited, it was an absolute revelation. The style and varietals the winemaker uses here are very unique for the area. Be prepared for a tasting that will expand the boundaries of what you know of Virginia wine. We love the old world style and passion for tradition that shines through every bottle. Peaks of Otter Winery You visit the Peaks of Otter Winery for the experience. If you're a sweet wine lover or you have friends and family visiting who love fruit wines, this is the place to go. You'll even have the opportunity to, quote, kiss the devil while you're there. The winery holds the title of First Winery in Bedford County and the title of First Fruit Winery in Virginia. They know their niche and they do it well. The setting at the base of the Blue Ridge Parkway and scenic drive to get there are not to be missed. Ramulus Ridge Vineyards. The veranda at Ramulus is a lovely spot to settle in and enjoy a bottle with friends overlooking the vineyard this time of year, especially around sunset. In addition to their wine selection, they also offer sweet, fruity wine sippers and some light bites. The indoor venue is perfect for hosting birthday parties, showers, meetings, catered dinners, etc., While I'm not usually a fruit wine kind of person, I do enjoy a glass of their semi-sweet black water, which is a perfect afternoon porch sipper or an after-dinner treat in the autumn. Seven Doors Winery. We've known the owner, Jen, since the inception of Seven Doors, and it's been fun to watch her vision come to life. The venue is incredibly warm and welcoming, and their wine offerings have always been organic and biodynamic as they follow their calling as stewards of the earth. Seven Doors is also available to rent as a wedding and event venue. Exploring Bottled in Bedford is just one way to get out and discover new parts of our neighboring counties in the off-season. The scenic drives alone will make it worth your while. To find out more, visit the Bottled in Bedford homepage via the link in our show notes. The Next Place, an essay by Peggy Crowley Klutz. As chill has been in the air lately, and oak trees have been dropping their leaves... The lake doesn't look quite as inviting as it did just a few short weeks ago, and the boat traffic has stopped to a trickle. Gone are the jet skis, boats pulling tubes with children laughing, and friends stopping by for a chat and a glass of wine. The dock looks so empty now that fall is here. Chairs, tables, and all the summer toys are neatly placed back in the dock house, safe from winter storms yet to come. There are still warm days and enjoyment in hearing the geese honking as they overnight on the shoreline. I wonder just exactly where they will end up on their migration. I find it amazing how they are fine-tuned to know when and where to travel to their next place. The next place. Do any of us know where our next place will be? Here? Somewhere out there? I hope it is somewhere safe from any storm. Smith Mountain Arts Council. Over the past couple of years, we've spotlighted some wonderful arts groups in our area. Lake Riders, Smith Mountain Lake Photo Club, and the Lakeside Singers, just to name a few. But did you know that all of these entities exist under the same umbrella organization? The Smith Mountain Arts Council. Run as a nonprofit by an army of volunteers, the Arts Council was formed three decades ago for the purpose of promoting and attracting arts to our community. Their primary work each year is presenting a full season of local events that might include musical concerts, theater offerings, holiday celebrations, art shows, and more. Their 23-24 lineup has a few new genres represented, including a comedy show and a performance by the Professional Ballet Company from Roanoke Ballet Theater with live music by the Rainier Trio. You'll also find on the calendar perennial favorites like the House Series and Holiday Concert with David Stewart Wiley. Smackheads the annual SML Fall Art Show, which attracts entrants from around the lake, the Commonwealth, and even as far away as North Carolina, and the Spring Photo Show that always has the most stunning imagery in a multitude of categories captured by the artistic eye of area photographers. In addition to supporting scholarships for high school students entering the arts and the Junior Appalachian Musician Program, a fresh new vision that the Arts Council Board has taken on recently is directed toward making the arts more accessible to the youth of our area. Over the past summer, they organized their first ever art camp for students ages 9 through 14. It included classes led by local artists in the realm of painting, music, theater, photography, and writing. The camp had a wonderful inaugural run, and they look forward to offering it again next summer. President Diana Wainer is excited about working toward finding a physical home for SMAC, from which they would be able to serve the community in an even more robust way. She loves that the council provides so many different avenues for residents to find their artistic niche in the community, and consequently, the opportunity to find their tribe of like-minded neighbors. Now for a few questions. How can you support SMAC? becoming a member and attending their community performances. What comes along with your membership? A discount of at least $5 off all SMAC-sponsored events throughout the year. Arts-related groups can become affiliated with SMAC, and you'll find a link to that information in our show notes, along with a link for the events listing of the current season and how to purchase tickets. If you'd like to join a club, you can contact info at Smac-arts.com. If you're interested in more information about the Smith Mountain Arts Council or would like to volunteer, they're specifically looking for a marketing head at the time of publication. Contact President Diana Weiner at six zero seven seven six zero eight three one one or Diana Elaine fifty seven at yahoo.com. That's D-I-A-N-N-A. E-L-A-I-N-E 57 at yahoo.com. To find the show notes that contain all of the links mentioned in this episode, head on over to our website at www.thecurrentsml.com slash post slash episode six. That's episode and then the number six. Until next time, be well. Thanks for joining me for the audio version of The Current SML. The Current is a twice-monthly informative and literary publication for Smith Mountain Lake and southwestern Virginia. It is designed to introduce you to people and places in the community and encourage you to create a life you love. We are a reader and listener-supported e-magazine. Don't forget to subscribe so that you'll know when the next episode drops. And remember, lake days are the best days.